0: I want to say welcome back to the friendly confines of the Champagne Room of Basement Podcast Studios in Kensington, Maryland. I'm Ken Marangolo, joined by Kevin Ricka. You keep going with
1: champagne. It's, it's
0: the whiskey room. I, I, it, it is the whiskey. It's the
2: whiskey room. I like both of those better than what it used to be called. Okay. All right. All right. I'm glad you're happy.
0: That's Tim Strachan, by the way, looking happy, acting happy, sounding happy. happy. Very happy. It's a good day. We got two Tuesdays wins. Tuesdays are happy days. It's a Tuesday. It's a two for Tuesday because we got a Wizards and a Caps win. Nice. Redskins signed a guy who's actually going to play for us, probably at a high level, higher than what we got. Damn right. Nats are one and zero. Strasbourg's one and zero. Bryce has a homer. I mean, what could you five possibly complain in, about today? In
2: in five opening days, that's unbelievable. But you know what? What? You know why today's a little bit happier? Why? We have a friend with us. We have a friend with us. We have a friend with us. Joining us tonight We got a friend. is my Who counterpart, color analyst, Must the be a bas- big on Kinsella the basketball fan. side of the Maryland Sports Radio Network, a DC fan but also a sports aficionado and a friend of the show, Chris Naki. Chris, thanks for coming on, man.
0: Hey, man. It's good to be here at NASA you know <laughs> enjoying it already the NASA of basement podcast we, we, we get we a solve lot of problems. things figured it's out it's just a shuffle
1: all button man it's just a <laughs> shuffle all button
0: yeah but it's we have, we've reverse engineered it we 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 do things the smart way
2: hey, hey listen chris i i wanted i forced you to come on i forced you to come on with with short notice only because it it's the end of the college basketball season the, the college championship was last night. Uh congratulations yeah. North Carolina for, for winning it all. Uh but Whatever. wanted just to get your yeah, I wanted to get that's just what I wanted to hear. Yeah. I wanted to get your thoughts yeah. on the on the college season starting with the game last night and uh you know it, just in general terms of uh, the college basketball season is now over.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean the, the tournament never fails to dis to uh you know it, it rewards you. It's a great tournament. It's one of the great you know, sports institutions, it's, it's awesome. But, you know, the game last night was awful. It was over-officiated. It was, uh, the second half seemed to take about an hour and a half to play. And, uh, it was, it was kind of difficult to watch and it wasn't really representative of the sport, which is really disappointing Yeah, because the sport is sport is so much better than that game last night. Uh, the other thing is you had, you know, you had kind of an interesting dichotomy last night. You had, you know, Gonzaga who's the first go round in a final four, great story, probably the story of the tournament. And you know, you have North Carolina on the other side who not only is a blue blood but who's under a year long at least 6-year long investigation for yeah. <laughs> for all sorts of major NCAA, you know, violations. Yeah, I hope and, they can
1: I hope they can keep they this one. Yeah,
3: That can't, can't be lost on you, you know? I mean, <laughs> and the fact of the matter is the fact that the NCAA continues to drag their feet on North Carolina and Louisville um, tells you that, that, you know, basically the moral of the story is is that if you're, you know, if you are a blue blood and if you've got the doe, um, you know, you can hold the wolves at bay for as long as you need to hold them at bay because it seems to me that a lot of these things are pretty fairly open and shut, you know, the, the North Carolina case speaks to the kind of the core of academic integrity, uh, for the NCAA, it's complete bullshit that, um, that it somehow it's, it's kind of it's pushed aside. And then the, of course the Louisville thing, it's, uh, you know, as a guy who once, uh, you know, was a head coach on a division one level, it is, it's preposterous to think that that would, that sort of thing, you know, the stripper
1: gate. Was something that well, happened in a vacuum, Coach? You guys didn't have a hotel or a dorm room filled with <laughs> hookers over at AU, and uh, back in the day. I, I mean, I was I, I right up the road a Catholic. Know. I think I would have heard about this.
3: I got to tell you, it, it never even occurred to me to do something like that. Good Not God. only it, it, it's it, it's beyond the fact that I didn't have the wherewithal or the cash to do it. I never would even.
2: I think the about cash that. was it's, the bigger it's, problem. It's,
3: <laughs> Uh, I would say so because if I'd had the cash, you, you, have ne- you never know what kind of doors that opens, right? Um, <laughs> Pat so, so, Patsy yeah, was pouring, he,
1: wasn't he? Yeah, more money, more problems. <laughs> yeah. <say. laughs> Jimmy was yeah, pouring, no, but I mean, Jimmy it, was pouring, wasn't he back then? Jimmy was pouring in the eighties. Yeah,
3: exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly, what well, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that it sort of takes away a little bit from from the, the tournament to to a degree, you know, the games were still compelling and there were still some great stories. It
2: it wasn't the, it wasn't the most compelling tournament overall though. I thought this year lacked a little bit as opposed to last, you know, just say last three, four years. I I don't think it stacked up.
3: Um, yeah, I I mean, I I think it kind of depends on where you sit. I I think if you've got a rooting interest for some of these teams, then, you know, one year is going to be a little bit more of a favorite of yours than others. But, uh, yeah i mean uh, you know, buzzer
2: beaters year, there's only the really one buzzer beater though yeah i think it's just the state of yeah, the game I
1: mean, a little bit right now uh you got uh, yeah, you but, know, the north carolina team that just won this there was five teams better at carolina in the 80s yeah. than this team that just won a national championship you know what i mean
3: yeah you know what I, I wouldn't i wouldn't dispute that at all and but but i mean one of the cool things about the tournament is the, the kind of the one and done nature of it and the fact of the matter is one of the one of the great storylines, I think, is the fact that you lose Duke and Louisville as early as you did in this tournament. Uh, there, uh, Duke, excuse me, Duke and Villanova. Um, yeah. You you lose a lot of prohibitive, you know, uh, bracket favorites. I know there were a lot of people ripping their brackets up after that first weekend, considering what uh, what had happened there. Yep.
2: What about the season as a whole? And, and, and throw in the Terps too, and, and what they did this year, and, and maybe a little look forward too.
3: Yeah, Terps are kind of interesting. You know, I mean, if you told me before the year that they'd be 24 and 9, get to the Unstable tournament as a sixth seed, you'd think, yeah, absolutely. Take that in a heartbeat. And then, and then kind of the way it played out left a bad taste in your mouth. Two bad losses, uh, two disappointing losses to end the season. So, you know, it sort of depends on whether you're taking a macro look at it or a micro look at it. But uh, it's just. You know, I mean, uh, it was growth. Uh, it's disappointing that they're going to lose Mello to Trimble, but that's kind of the beauty and the curse of college hoops. Guys come and go, and sometimes it's only for a year or two. Mellow's case, it was three, and you just move on. Uh, uh, so they, they're good players in the program. They're going to be good next year. Uh, the the league, league loses some pretty good players, so yeah. it'll be kind of interesting to see where they where they land. Um, you know, Michigan State's bringing in some guys and. You know, there, there's there's always some guys to worry about. Michigan has a kind of a big question mark in the sense that we've got two big guys who could opt to go into the N- NBA draft, and yet if they both come back, they're going to be a problem uh, for teams. So
0: um,
3: yeah, there's kind of some interesting teams uh, in the certainly in the Big Ten landscape.
0: Well, what I, I I wanted to take you in a little bit of a different direction, uh, Chris, because. We did have some big coaching news uh, in the D.C. area uh, this week with Patrick Ewing taking over at Georgetown. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll, I'll you can say whatever you want to say about it. I wanted to frame up the question to you based on the conversation we were just having. Um, in light of his taking over the program at Georgetown, if you were him um, or in your view of things and, and you had to choose between the two, do you think he he's more likely um, or should be more likely to uh, – embark on a program that it's a one and dunners um uses his name in his cloud the one and dunners Patrick Ewing yeah uh, or um, is there an opportunity to turn Georgetown into that school uh, that cultivates three and four year players on an annual basis and becomes a program um, you know that competes for a long long period of time
3: that's a really good question for guys who have who are a long way from sobriety i'm impressed by that Woo! um that that is uh
2: That's a great compliment. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah. There we go, gentlemen. So, we wrote we wrote it down an hour and a half ago. <laughs>
3: I, see, I, I wouldn't here, here's my biggest issue with where he is and and what he needs. I, that I think you're putting the cart before the horse just a little bit. I I think he needs to go out and hire the absolute best assistant coaching staff he could possibly put together and yeah. i i have heard a bunch of names thrown out there but see, here's the deal he's never he's never he's never done put it in a sub he's never put in a sub he's never called a timeout with a you know with 10 seconds left to go in a game and have to you know grab the dry erase board and, and draw a play um so and then that's not to say you can't at all I, i'm not saying that i'm just saying it's it's a completely different animal when it's your program so well, um, I, I don't worry. I don't, I don't.
2: I don't worry about him being able to do the X's and O's part. I think that that point, he he's got a, a good repu, a good enough reputation now to to have the X's and O's down. It's the recruiting part. He's never uh, never what, done man, that.
3: It's, it's it's one A and one B. Tim, I, he, you know what I mean. I I mean I've, I watch a lot of NBA. It's, yeah. The curse. I mean, well, I don't know when the last time was I ever saw him with a dry erase board draw drawn a play. I mean, I you have to.
2: Yeah, um,
3: uh, but the recruiting is an, is a different animal too, and so you you
2: can't you
3: can't make that decision about the one and done guys versus the the continuity. You know, the continuum of of having two, three, and four year players until you get the guys in place who can show you what they can do. Um, ideally, you know, the deal you make is the deal that if you're Mike Shashewsky, Mike now is all in on the one and done guys. You get a lot of guys who are transferring, transferring out of Duke um, who basically have been recruited over. And, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's a choice that you make. Uh, so I think a lot of that is kind of dependent upon the staff that you hire and their capabilities. I, 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 just, think, I just think that that question implies that Georgetown is a lot closer
0: to being able to do that than they actually are. Well, but with Patrick what, Ewing, what are they? But with what Patrick Ewing. Town? Hey, every kid is going to know that he knows people in the NBA. He knows people in front offices well. He's he's worked at, at becoming a coach. Whatever whatever he is right now, he has worked to get to be that and he's done it uh, it uh you know, he he knows he knows the league. So he does he can sit in someone's kitchen and say, "I can help you uh, yeah, get someone's to
1: Cuz if pretend whoa, whoa, I was a little more sexy whoa, whoa, whoa. as a college basketball player, if all if that guy walks into my living room and meets my mom and dad and and, and just talks for a while and acts like I think he's going to act. It's done. I'm going to go play for that gigantic man. Look at him shaking <laughs> yeah. hand in my. It's parents. a way
0: to go. He's in Chris. Our house. I'm not saying he he's should do that. I'm not saying that's of, the right way. Him. But I'm saying it. It is he's get a way. Some players, man.
3: I just think you guys are. I see. I look at it a little different way here. And I, you know, and that doesn't make me right and you wrong or, or vice versa. But oh, there, you're definitely no going to be right. <laughs> there, there, there are no secrets in the NBA. I mean. Guys like Scotty Pippen and Joe Dumars played at schools that you've never heard of. NBA scouts don't sit there and you know and change channels every right. day. They're out. They're out going to games. If if you can play, you can play. It doesn't it doesn't matter if you're going to Georgetown or if you're going to Georgetown University of Kentucky,
2: right? You know,
3: it, if you if you can go, you can go, and they find you. Is there a Georgetown I, I University of
1: Kentucky? The, the other
3: the there other is. part is that the the Patrick you know. Patrick is an imposing physical presence for anybody yeah. who's been around him. I mean, it's it's hard to fathom that they're, they're human beings that are that big. But beyond that, these kids these days—I don't know—Patrick Ewing doesn't mean a whole lot to him. That, that, it that amazes lot, maybe me. Something. No, well, you know what I mean.
2: That, that means I'm old, Chris. My
3: kids. When I was coaching in the '90s, now that was obviously it's been a while ago. I was telling my kids one day about Oscar Robertson. And they were looking at me like, who, who is he? Yeah. And so, you know, so it's, it's, it's a generational thing. You know I mean? it, it, it happens and, and we all have short memories. Uh, you know, we're all part of the sort of the MTV or post-MTV
0: generation, where where we just yeah, have well, short memories about this stuff. Yeah, but a Jordan dominated the NBA. Jordan was the shining star. <laughs> Patrick Ewing, uh, wh- the tournament made helped make Patrick Ewing. You know that, like the college basketball, yeah. helped make him. Even if you don't care about the Knicks, even if you don't care about the NBA or what he did in the NBA. The interesting thing about Patrick Ewing to me is um, that you—he's recognizable for what he did in, in, at col- in college basketball. And I think the
2: yeah, the,
3: but okay, okay, okay. And the final four that they won was 1984. Sure, sure. 30, 33 years
0: ago. But that's the beauty of the tournament. It's like the Masters in a way because that's it's, good ti- math it's for timeless.
2: Far from <laughs> a, so a tournament
0: cool. moment is a different kind of a moment. At least, at least give me that, Chris. It's, it's, it has a, uh, it it lives.
3: I mean, that wasn't even, that was pre high def TV, man. It doesn't really (laughs) I you know, I guess I'll give you that. And maybe I'm predisposed not to be an enormous fan or, or whatever. I just, this is a, this is an incredible move and a gamble. And, uh, uh, I just, you know, it, it has a tremendous, there's a, there's a real significant possibility of, uh, kind of an epic fail here, too. And I, I, one of the concerns I would have about hiring anybody in Ewing's position, whether it be Patrick Ewing or Allen Iverson or whomever, you know, the, the, there's sort of a school of thought that's very, very common in the coaching world. that when you hire an NBA guy, particularly an NBA guy who has made a shitload of money and done pretty well with it, the the, the concern is is that, How how much are they going to burn to jump on a charter flight the morning after a painful loss to go see a kid in Birmingham, Alabama? Um, You know, I mean, it just it it just it's not it doesn't have the same they don't have the they don't appear to have the same thirst to do the job, whether it's appropriate or not. It's just. That's kind of one of the perceptions. And if he does, God bless him. I right. hope he does. and Because uh, I think the, the city is made better when Georgetown is good. right? Um, and that's a, that's a good thing. I just, you know, I, I don't know. I, you, I think it's, you, a, it's a pretty risky
2: you problem. You touched on something, though. You say it's a risky move, but is it a risky move because they made that decision? Or is this not an attractive job that a lot of people just didn't want to take and this was not necessarily their first choice? This is a
0: well, huge shot. I can job.
1: tell you, what, a huge job. it wasn't their
3: first. It's I don't think got it was paid their top first five secretary. money,
2: though. Apparently, Bray and Chaka Smart both turned it down. You know, well, that's got, what I heard. They've got great
1: gigs, they, they have do great spots. This dude made 3.2 last year. <laughs> that's a good job.
2: I, that, that's the question. Is it, are, is is it a fact that fine. they were like, we want him? Or is it a fact that they said, I think, I think we have to go after him? You know what I mean? Because other people said no.
3: So, no, I, I I totally get it. I think one of the issues that you have, and again, it's the perception in the coaching world, is that are you going to be in a position where John Thompson Jr. is going to be watching every practice mm-hmm. and is going to be hiring? And you know, he is going to be he? helping you. to Well, that that's a problem, right? right? I mean, yeah, isn't that guess, a problem? Yeah. I mean, he, he had to sign uh, off on the move, apparently. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Well, I absolutely signed off on it, but I mean. You know, I mean, in that situation you've got all you got all sorts of issues, you know, even Craig Escherich who was m- much reviled in in Georgetown lore because he followed and it was an impossible act to follow. Uh, obviously when he fi- uh, followed John Jr., but Great you mustache know, though.
2: Yeah, he called <laughs> <followed laughs> the mustache. He, guy, you know,
3: <laughs> John Thompson just Much like yourself. <laughs> who did he hire as an assistant coach, you guys remember?
1: Yeah, uh was it? Uh, oh man! A was Jordan? it Lefty's son? Who was it? Chuck. Who was it? Keep going. Blake. uh Blake Eshrick. Ronnie Thompson.
3: Ah. Ronnie Thompson. Yep. So, uh, I'm going to suggest that. I mean, I, I just I don't think that that he was given necessarily. I just think that there were issues in that locker room that went along with that hire that made it almost impossible for Craig, re- regardless of what you think about his his capabilities as a coach, you know, I just think, I think that when you, you you're in a situation like that and you got a uh, sort of big brother watching, I think, it, I think it's just a very difficult situation. And I think the perception in, among the coach, coaching community is, are you going to be able to coach that team by yourself? Yeah. Mm,
2: it's interesting. It's I funny. don't
3: know. I don't know what, I don't know what the answer is. I'm just telling you that's
1: the perception.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this, you know? I mean, it's, it's well, going to be interesting, interesting to watch him walk up headlines. And down the
1: sidelines. That's a gigantic <laughs> man. Think, hey, think you about be the a referee yeah. in the Big about, East, Chris Mullen's sitting up there in New York. Oh, wait a minute. So I got to go up against him again? Come on, man. Think
0: about this. <laughs> think about this. so think about the student body and the current players. Um, at Georgetown, I mean, freaking Patrick Ewing is coming to coach your team. You you, you know, you're just uh, studying whatever physics or whatever Georgetown student studied uh, law or uh, rocket science, I don't know. And now Patrick Ewing is going to be there. I mean, that that's kind of, you, like, that, it's buzzworthy.
3: Wait, wait, whoa, oh, yeah. whoa, whoa whoa whoa, oh, yeah. whoa, 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 Do you think any of them have any idea who he is?
0: Trust me. In
1: like four seconds, they will. On and, and campus, they all don't not care. so much. On campus, not so much. But one one block outside of campus gates, and all through this city, anywhere they go, they can hear anything they need. Give to. these
2: kids a little. But bit But no, offended. on campus at Georgetown, okay, a lot of them are gonna smart have no idea. kids. I, I, They'll okay,
1: be excited. Let's, let's yeah, that's one, what cut. Google's for. Look, who's that guy? They'll take a picture. Let's take it, like, let's, let's let's the, take it one step over. further. You got, okay, okay. Let's
3: take it one step further. You guys mentioned Chris Mullen yeah okay he is he's far and away the best player that ever wore uniform at St
0: John's.
1: What's going on up there since he took the job
0: uh he, the short the shorts have gotten smaller most, I think n-
1: most notably the shorts smaller and yes. he tried to fight John Thompson the <laughs> third
0: and Patrick so Ewing are they the
3: second. Are they pulling what are they pulling in a bunch of one and done guys from the city
1: no. No, but the talk right. up there is on the up and up. They're, they're, they, they always have a prospect here and a guy there. It's always that way. But I wouldn't have watched this game three years ago if it wasn't Patrick Ewing versus Chris Mullen. I'm going to watch no, this game. Uh, well,
3: I, 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 no, but I totally get it. I, 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 mean, I get that. I get that. But is, is, is Chris Mullen turned turn that program around on a dime like you?
0: No,
1: no, you know, no. Like you're. You, He's been so, I one mean, year, right? Yeah, uh, they didn't do
0: I that heard that Hakeem Olajuwon's going to coach for Villanova next year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh. If we can get Clyde the Glide
0: somewhere, Strexler definitely definitely. Well,
2: well, let's let's keep it in D.C. All
0: right, let's keep, let's it, in
2: keep it in D.C. And Chris, you, you know, people know you as a, a basketball, you know, former basketball coach and a, and a current color analyst, but you're a D.C. fan of the Nats, Cat, Caps, and the Wiz. Mm-hmm.
3: I was at Nats opening day yesterday. Good time. Spent it was, was a great
2: opening
1: stuff. day. That was a great opening
3: day. spent some- I spent some quality time in the bullpen pregame and uh, shocker
0: our was, boys were playing yeah. my boys the deceivers were playing yesterday
2: the band yeah they were
0: good yeah
3: they're real they real good good solid background music and uh and they're playing this backyard really right nice track, here
2: to tell you the shout truth shout out to yeah. Bo Blair and, and, and the crew
3: yeah yeah solid solid but you, no, they you do the whitest shout-outs
2: ever, by the way. Hey, he buys me <laughs> beers.
3: Shout-out to the Blair. Me, that
2: just got me a all free. All the Masters and all, everyone
1: wearing a bow tie. Next time I good see him, evening. that just got me free drinks. <laughs> <So> that's excellent. <laughs> yes, it did. It and, did. And, it, and it got me kicked out of the joint. <laughs> Son of a bitch.
3: <laughs> that's what, <laughs> so that's I was, what we do cool on the Audible. This, the cool thing about the Nats game is they checked all the boxes. You know, yeah. good starting pitching. Um, it, Harper hits a home run. You know, they, they have some clutch hits. Late and uh and also more importantly more important than any of that stuff is you know, the biggest question for me with the Nats is the bullpen. And I don't know that Blake Trinan is your guy. I always thought Coded Glover looked more like a finisher, uh, closer to me. He is. But uh, you know, I mean, I like the fact that Tranin started the way he did. So, you know, he'll keep getting the ball in the uh in the ninth inning for now. So, you know, all in all, I mean they're it was a good,
1: good day out there at the park. Yeah, hold on, Chris. Don't get past Blake trying it because you were at the game, and I'm sure you watched highlights, but watching it live, he was throwing 98 with voodoo juice on it. It looked like when other <laughs> teams have that guy, like Kimbrough for Atlanta a couple years back. when He's 6'5". He like, it's over. It looks like he's that guy. He's a monster. He's throwing 98 casually without changing facial expression, and the ball does like a, it's, yes, it's a sinker, but it has yeah. a little twist. It is a nasty-looking you know, device. It's sick. He's yeah, too nice. no, 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 That's no, his no. He's got
3: all—he's got all sorts of—all sorts of game. There's no question, and I—I I like the fact—I like the fact that Matt Weiders is back there right now because Weiders, you know, had a hand in Zach Britton kind of turning things around for himself, and
0: Ooh, that's and, a nugget. Baltimore.
3: Oh yeah. And and maybe maybe just maybe there's a straight line connection there. I, I'm not sure, but. Uh, um, but I'd love to see Trinan. I mean, he also seems like a hell of a guy. I mean, he's one of those guys you'd want to root for. Uh, he gave all um, the credit
1: in the world too. He wanted to not disappoint the people that put him in this position and gave him this opportunity. I think you said, and
0: with yeah, the help of, yeah. uh, uh, with the help of all
1: them, perhaps I could succeed.
0: You, really? He, he's, so he's our guy. The thing about, I love about Blake Trinan. We traded, uh, he was drafted by the Oakland, Oakland Athletics in 2011. We traded for him. We traded Michael Morse. We got him and AJ Cole, by the way, who's, Probably going to be one of our first pitchers called up this season. Blake Trinan is a Washington National through and through. He's only played in his pro career uh, with our jersey on. He's 6'5". He's a menace on the mound. He, he's a little nice. That's as he's one of the He's, probably like, he's probably, <laughs> he is. He's like first team all nice. Uh, he, yeah, no, and, I get it. I
3: get it. And he's got
0: to get mean to be a closer. You got to be mean. He if he gets just a little bit mean. Um, he he's gonna hurt somebody, and the, the thing is, if he doesn't pan out as a closer, um, Coda Glover is right there, and and he. Well, is I a always like
3: trying and I always like trying and as as a setup guy, and uh, and if he can be a closer, that's fantastic. Uh, I'm all for it because uh, he does have great nasty stuff. Glover got lit up a bunch towards the end of last year, which was a concern for me, but it, you know he's young, so you you kind of give him that. I I just you know I mean. It's amazing the deals – you started to chronicle those. The deals that Rizzo has made are crazy. You know, yeah. he gets Trey Turner, Turner and Ross.
1: Nude photos. A, it was nude and, photos. And he, he gave, that was a nude photos what's deal. What's that? That was a nude photos <laughs> deal.
3: 100%. Well, I mean, he, he gave up a good player to get, yeah. to get those guys. But, yeah. but those guys are – I mean, One. Trey Turner is just ridiculous.
0: Um, let's talk about Trey for one second because I want to ask you, do you think uh, across the D.C. sports landscape right now, uh, we're talking about on the pro level, and let's, let's just put the Redskins on the side just for a moment, um, of the Caps and the Wizards and the Nats, is, is Trey Turner, I think, where is he in relation to Bryce Harper, I guess, is where I'm going with this, as far as center of the universe kind of guy because he, he looks like he could be that guy.
3: You know he might be, and and maybe you know if if Bryce were to end up uh, you know going to the Yankees, he he's uh, Maybe he would, maybe he would be that guy. I, I think right now it's Bryce's world. I mean, I just think yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I was impressed at the park the other day, and I don't know if this, uh, it, it, which of you guys were there and what it looked like on TV. Bryce looked like a linebacker to me. I mean, he's heavier. He's he around
1: twenty five pounds of muscle. Yeah, he's oh my he's a big he's
3: bigger. God.
0: He is straight he is bigger, spe-
3: absolute specimen, and yep. uh, and I, I think that means good things for the season. And you know what? If he gets back to what he did two years ago, I mean, Trey Turner's a terrific player, and and I saw where he got a lot of buzz for, you know, some of the guys, you know, baseball writers that said he's like an MVP level candidate. I he, just don't he think he can. I don't think he can put together. You know, 35 and 120, like Bryce can. Oh, no, if, if Bryce says twenty
2: fifteen, if he does those I numbers... I see well, Trey the, the, Turner more yeah. like a Cal Ripken, though, That where he's a guy that's going to be... Uh, first of all, he looks like he's five, and, and he's going to play well, baseball he forever.
3: Hasn't sh- he hasn't started shaving yet. He, yeah, he's
2: going yeah, b- to He's going to be play, playing baseball forever, and he's a guy who's going to play consistently for a very, very but he is, long time. he is at going a high to be an level.
0: excellent hitter. He he's going to be hard pressed if Bryce Harper has a season anywhere close to what he did two years ago when he was the MVP. um, You know, statistically speaking, it's it's hard to to shake your head at anything Bryce did. It's hard to imagine Trey three thirty ninety nine RBIs and forty two of course.
1: Turner's not doing that.
0: But the thing about Trey Turner's offensive abilities are when you look at okay, so um, Chris. We'll, we'll, uh, on Nat scraps, which I hope you would you will soon listen to, uh, uh, Nat's podcast. He's I'd, plugging I'd, his I'd, other I'm show, plugging my other show. <laughs> we talked about. <laughs> I love it. We talked about <laughs> uh, what it means to like uh, to be the World Series champion. And we and you look at what the Chicago Cubs did, and you look at the ways they filled the stat box on a, on a uh, season long basis. I'm not going to bore, bore people with numbers. At the end of the day, they scored a crazy amount of runs, and they did it in in an awesome way. That clearly they have offensive firepower. But the the Nationals with Adam Eaton, especially um, with with Weeters in the bottom of your order, you know, if Zimmerman can give you anything, and with Trey Turner, I mean, you're looking at a, at a Nationals team that can score over 800 runs, and if you can if you can score over 800 runs, you know, you have a strong chance to be the World Series champion, and and that's the way they're built, I think.
3: Yeah, you know, I, it's funny. I, I'm I'm far less concerned about the. The newer and younger guys like Turner and Eaton and
1: certainly in Bryce,
3: that I am know about the, you know, uh, Zimmerman's a problem for me. I mean, I.
1: I, but You I, got Adam Lynn. Sir- we have Jeremy Lynn. Adam Lynn. Jeremy, Jeremy. Yeah, Lin. is it Jeremy Jeremy <laughs> No, but that's I what Dustin that, called that's him yeah, great, in the paper. Jeremy Lynn's a great, wait, 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 that's so it's, so it's Lynn Sanity. But, but apparently, him. he just yeah. said Jeremy. Insanity, yeah. I like that.
0: I, I know. I, I, yeah.
3: I, but you, you know, you see uh, Jason Worth the same thing. I, I Worth looked awful at the plate, uh, you know, early on yes uh, yesterday, and so that that to me is he doesn't get here to July, Chris. Yeah, I guess. And and you know, I mean, and he goes through some ugly at bats, but he makes pitchers pitch. You know, he he, he drives up the pitch count, and uh, and he's a he's a professional player. You know, I mean, he's. He's a good guy to have in your locker room. I, I just I worry more about the old school guys, the old time guys, you know, particularly Zim and and uh, you know and those guys that than I do about the younger guys. I think those guys will be
0: fine. All right, so we so old guys have to do well uh, for the for the Nationals to be legendary. Old guys are doing well right now for the Caps. Are the, the 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 old um, the old guard? that's not. You can't call them old. You're, these guys are still performing at a, at a uh, high level. But Alexander Ovechkin and Nicholas Backstrom, especially, um, are driving this team. You know, so, Chris, when you suffer through what you've suffered through, and we're not here to talk about the past, Chris. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the future. And you're talking about a team that's going in as hot as any team ever, who's as probably built for the playoffs. As much as you can possibly be a team built for the playoffs, as You're this team is. It. No, I'm not jinxing it. I'm, I'm facing it full on, full now, on.
3: and I, you know, I see so here. You you know, you mentioned Baxter Manovi, of course. But when I grow up, I want to be T.J. Oshie, um, because first of all, he's going to get paid, <laughs> and I think they're going to pay him. I think they're going to pony up and make sure. And they've got some We're gonna tough to make up. We're going to keep Damn. Yeah, we I think sure we, we I sure have to. to. I think. Yeah. Look, I think you have to at this point in oh, time. Yes. And,
0: and We would know, all chip into that Ovi, hat. Yeah. <laughs>
3: well, I think particularly, and I mean, Ovi's still Ovi. He's still still solid, of course. And it, but, I mean, it's hard for me to believe he's not near the downhill arc um, that guys reach. And you need that primary goal scorer. And Osh- Oshie is your guy. Not only that, he's a guy who you want to be the face of your franchise at some point in time um and he's just that way if you've ever you know listened to him or spent 5 minutes around him i mean he would be that guy now you have make you you make you, you got to make tough choices it all stirs up i mean you got to it, this is you know it's a big boy economics you know you
0: got to
3: you can well, pay guys you can go over the cab,
0: can't you in the nhl for yeah, tax
3: well, you know what? I can always go over the cap because it's somebody else's money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, well, know, we'll get Ted on I here and ask problem. him
2: that question. Uh, I, I, <laughs> you can do that, Chris. Right? Well, you can get him on yeah, here Chris. with us.
3: Yeah, yeah, you could, but but I don't know that they will. And I, I, I think they've got they got two or three free agents they got to figure out. But I think Oshie's oh, got to be your You know, your guy, and uh, so, but yeah, man. I mean, they had hit a little bit of a lull a couple of weeks ago. And they gave the you know gave Pittsburgh and Columbus a little bit of a window to sneak up on them a little bit, but man, they you know they've blown everybody away here the last couple of weeks, and they're in a great spot with the win tonight. And uh, um, also Pittsburgh and Columbus were playing tonight too. I yes. did not hear the score. Now it
1: couldn't go into overtime, but if Columbus won in regulation, we got it all wrapped up. That's right. All nice. Everything. Nice. President's Trophy. And that's yeah. the thing. Uh, you know, when people see a trailer and they're like, I'll never watch that movie because that, uh, that, that, that director has never won an Oscar. And then they get mad when they don't win an Oscar. And they never watch the movie and they still get so mad. Can we enjoy the movie this year?
2: Tim? Oh, I'm enjoying the Can movie. Can we
0: enjoy this movie? <laughs> <laughs>
1: the
2: thing, here's the thing. Here's the thing with yeah, me, Chris. We've
3: had, we've had plenty of episodes
0: of this movie. To uh, no, go. no, Chris.
2: Uh, Chris, this here's this is, the thing. I don't is, know if you I like Rocky I, Three. I don't know if you played hockey growing up. Did you? No. Okay, yeah. How I are didn't think so. A basketball is, coaches. Is, I'm not you know a hockey like guy. Hockey. Okay, I'm not a hockey guy. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to presume that he does. He's never played. I bet you Boudreaux's played some I guy, know, okay? basketball. I know, my, I know my hockey. Right, I, I know my but mind. I'm not a hockey guy. Okay, I didn't play it. I didn't know right. it. I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a fringe fan. You look like a goalie. It has to be. I I, I actually <laughs> am a great goalie for Halloween. <laughs> it, it's the best costume <laughs> I've ever done. Uh, it looks like I'm in the crouching Chris position. Chris loved that. By the way, Jason finally. About, about too. Here's my rules. thing about the caps. The thing is, it's either cup or nothing, as far as no, I'm concerned, as a as a insane. fan. Because that's I've been bullshit. disappointed so, so many times over and over and over again. But
1: you're a Dan Marino fan. Mm-hmm.
2: I am. That's different. It's football. Oh I'm a football guy.
1: Well, here we go. Why is that different? See, I
3: don't get that, Tim. I don't I, I, I totally agree with you on the on the I, I completely agree with you on the on the cup or fail. Right. for the caps. Get to the I, Stanley but, Cup but Finals. That,
2: Enough already! That, Fucking do, win it.
3: I do not. I don't get the Marino love, considering all that. I, I mean, oh
0: yeah,
2: I mean, he loved his haircut. He looks
3: good on. He looks good in Isotoner gloves or whatever. But he,
1: I mean, I, I just think he. I think he was a big fraud.
3: Greatest
2: quarterback of all time.
1: Not even, not even top three. Hold on, he was an accurate rifleman that had zero athleticism and and had receivers. Hence, on why I liked them. Wait, I, looked up just, I, I played just like and him. You did That's not why. have a fro like Dan Marino. No, I didn't but okay, have the
0: girls. But This, this is. We are not going to go into our. We're not going to just rank quarterbacks again.
1: No, but Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff is allowed to yes, step up that and is say true. That he loved Dan Marino's frizzy ass, like semi-fro
0: it was a great head of hair. He was in Ace Ventura. Who doesn't like Dan Marino? Laces out, like, of course. So, wait, so Chris
2: Finkel, I know Finkel, I know.
0: What we do is we talk about the the average daily fan experience. Like, so we, we have like our, our core prongs of of DC sports, and uh, one of the uh-huh. things is is the average daily fan experience. And you think, about, you think about, for example, what we, we t- talked about at the top of the show, Wizards won, Caps won, Nats won y- yesterday, uh, Redskins signed, Zach Brown. I mean, you're talking about it. Being a D.C. sports fan, you've got to be happy right now. Um, we have knots in our stomach about the Caps going into the playoffs, but if you're a Wizards fan, you you're feel like this is a window that's just opening, with some players that could be really fun that have been really fun to watch and could be just on the verge of being something special I mean they're on the edge I mean I know I know you're watching
3: Yeah I watched tonight you know I, I just I you know the, the the Wiz have also taken advantage of a you know they've ascended while some of the teams around them have descended.
0: You know, I mean, disagree.
3: Cle- Cleveland is not what they've been. What? Uh, maybe and maybe they're doing the rope a dope right now. This is what people, they're Cleveland
0: crazy. fans said when the Cleveland was in first. You know what, what? I'm saying? Like this. Come on. You're yeah. right
2: we're all disagreeing well, with you I mean, on that. I
0: think.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, there's not a whole lot of difference at the top of the the East right now. I don't. I, of all the teams right now, the Wizards match up worst with the Celtics at the top of the east because the Celtics have two of everything and uh Isaiah Thomas is kind of a problem for them uh you know late in games so i i, I don't know I, I, I like the wiz i love what they've done and the bench has been has gotten much better than it was early on in the season and and to me that's a really nice surprise cuz they were awful the first couple of weeks um, you know it's, it's, we talk it's about it every
2: week we wrote him off. The
3: the the Wizards bench. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, the guys have gotten it done. Jennings has helped a little bit. You know, uh, Jason Smith is – I thought he was a plumber the first Roy, couple of times um, I saw him this year. Jason <laughs> Smith has been he, awesome, know, man. Play,
1: Jason Smith has been He's, playing well. Awesome. he's played well. I love well. his skill set. Yeah. I love his, like, role. What a cool role. You know who have. else
3: is really – who else is really solid? Kelly Kelly Oubre. Who was uh, super slow? coming bit. in. He's evolving. Yeah. I mean,
0: he's evolving. evolving.
3: He's he's made a bunch of you know he made a bunch of he made three threes tonight in the fourth quarter.
0: And he's a um,
3: all of them, like, he's got it. Critical, t- critical times.
0: All right, Chris, we're going to send you out on an old-fashioned audible lightning round. Finish these sentences, if you wouldn't mind, for us. Brace sir. yourself. Go. Brace yourself. The next Washington. He
2: didn't run us. Run this by us. The next Washington team
0: to win a title is? Your Washington Capitals. As a Washington D.C. sports fan, when you wake up tomorrow morning, the headline that would make you the most happiest to see regarding D.C. sports?
3: (laughs) Dan Snyder sells teams. (laughs) Uh,
0: Nice. You said it. It, it, that's, I, I want to that go out. I, I almost Naki. don't even want to ask any other questions. One more, like the best one. You, just won, the yeah, the ice, you just won the lightning round. You just won the lightning round for Tim Strachan, Kevin Ricca. I'm Ken Marangolo. That was Chris Naki, the first ever winner of the Audible's lightning Chris round. Chris Naki,
1: thank you very much, my man.
0: This, all right, guys. Thank you. Thanks, this bud. was the Audible. All right, man. Thanks, guys. I
3: appreciate it. Enjoyed it.
2: We appreciate it, bud. Thank you very much.
3: Hi. Right.